This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. If you've been involved in any home renovations, then you know it's always best to hire certified, skilled trades professionals. Their services might be more expensive, but you know that they'll get the job done and right the first time. With us today, our trusted contributor, Sherry Haig, is with the Ontario College of Trades, and Frank Cosolino is a certified electrician. Great to have you both here at the Zoomerplex in studio. Thank, Thank you to be here. Now, Frank, let's start with the basics. Or, you know, Sherry, you can weigh in as well. Why would you need to hire an electrician? That's the basic, the basic of the basics. Okay. Well, um, we'll start off with lights are starting to flicker. So there's an issue. Um, you're planning a renovation of any kind. Um, your panel still got fuses. Your insurance company's telling you that you need to make some upgrades. There's a multitude of reasons on why you'd need an electrician in order to come in and take a look. Now, the tricky part is it's not an electrician that you need to hire. It's an electrical contractor. So the main thing that homeowners need to understand that when you have an electrical contractor come through, don't be afraid to ask them for their paperwork, their credentials. Are they who they say they are? Uh, we need to be carrying a card that says... Uh, we're with the Ontario College of Trades, nice little card that sits in my wallet. I don't have a problem showing it. No one should, uh, along with ESA and ECRA, uh, which also carry uh, our master's license and our electrical license. Don't be afraid to ask for these paperwork, you know. So that is a normal discussion to have, Sherry, when, you, when you're looking for somebody. Yes, and I think what's new for uh, Ontarians and what they, they should be aware of is the fact that we now have a, on our website, the College of Trades, www.collegeoftrades.ca, um, is a public register that people can now check. All they have to do is actually type in the name of that person oh, and they can confirm if they're certified. And we know people are already catching on. Uh, we're, we're, we're new. We've only been around a couple of years. But we jumped from uh, over 300,000 people visiting our site last year, um, in 2014, to three quarters of a million, 750,000 people checked our public register last year. And part of the reason is if you look at some of the stats, you see the number of deaths. Uh, there's there was nine deaths, I think, in, in 2013 over electrical safety accidents. Um, and that uh, according to the ESA, too, there's over um, 1,500 people that were visiting emergency homes due to electrical injuries. This is serious stuff. And the reason why people are certified and why this is the law that you have to actually have a, a certification of qualification is because it, there is complex work and it's it's dangerous. A lot of people are doing renovations these days, especially in Toronto, where many of the homes are old and uh, the amount of land that we have in here in Toronto is limited. So renovations are very popular. If you have a question for either Frank or Sherry about electrical work or the trades in general, uh, the numbers to call are 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Now, Frank, is experience important or is a newly papered electrician, electrician, a young man or woman, are they just as qualified? Should you go out on a limb and hire somebody newly qualified? Well, we're hiring the electrical contractor. 
And that's what a homeowner needs to watch. You're hiring the electrical contractor in order to come in and ensure that they are giving the proper training to their staff. So whether I send you someone that, you know, is newly licensed uh, or I send you someone that's been with me for 10, 15 years, uh, quality of service should be the same. And that's my responsibility as the electrical contractor in order to ensure that you as the homeowner are going to be getting value for your money. So you would never just hire an electrician, like say say you wanted to change the wiring in your home. You don't? Excellent, okay. Excellent question, because there's so many people that misunderstand this. The best way I can word it is an electrician is allowed to work for an electrical contractor. Only an electrical contractor is allowed to work for you or for a a business. So the business side of it, uh, the contracting side, needs to be a company that has a master electrician that is on record for that company. And then the master electrician is now responsible to ensure that he has, he or she has electricians and following the the uh, the ratio of how many apprentices to how many licensing uh, that's where it's our job to make sure that we're sending you the proper people to do the work so for a homeowner they need to hire an electrical contractor not the electrician and do can you can you find the electrical contractor who you think might work with you on your website sherry on the collegeoftrades.ca well you can also work with the ESA for the contractor but one of the uh, the issues is that then uh, that's what frank i think alluded to that we really want to capture for people is if you see someone advertising on you know a website and this is is where we see the problems come in and or they just think they'll get their buddy to come over or someone um, to fix something that they think is minor that that's that's not the way to go to make sure you get the person that has the qualifications and even to make sure that even if you've gone through your contractor the person that comes in the door you want to see their paperwork you want to make sure that they spent all those hours of training and know exactly what they're doing because not only can it be costly but um, it can be harmful to your <laughs> to your family right. and to yourself so your safety. Um, people seem to really continue to underestimate the importance of that uh, Frank could probably speak to how uh, long but the apprenticeship and the training and the hours that go into being a certified electrician is, yeah. is pretty significant let's talk Nine, about that 9,000 hours 9,000 hours. It works out to just shy of five years. So these people are investing five years of their life in order to learn their trade. Does that mean that at the end of the five-year term, they know everything about electrical? I still don't know everything about (laughs) electrical. So it's a passion. You really need to enjoy what you're doing and and have a passion for it and do things for the right reasons. Uh, As the owner of an electrical contracting company, my job now is becoming where I want to make sure that the youth that are coming in are learning properly and they're enrolled properly and they're there for the right reasons, not just the money. They need to care about the clients. It's very, very simple. And then, so the people who become electricians, because there was a long period of time there where the trades weren't filling up the way that, say, the universities were filling yes. up. People were not going into the trades. That that has changed in recent years. Quite a bit. It, it has changed. I, it's, it's a... Yeah, that's actually uh, the raison d'etre of, of the College of Trades. One of the other, other than consumer protection, is actually getting people involved in, in the skilled trades. And so we've done a, quite a bit of a, a campaign, uh, including working with the music industry uh, um, to tell stories about, uh, you know, the importance of, of trades and things like behind mm-hmm. the scenes at music festivals, um, in movies. Um, our, our campaign, we got over 60,000 people visiting our, 
a YouTube video for a regulatory body, that's pretty good, i got to tell you. <laughs> yes, it does sound good. We're starting to get some calls, as I knew we would. Uh, Al from Brantford, you're first up. Do you have a question for Frank or Sherry? Well, for Frank and Sherry, I think they're missing something. They should be telling people you can do your own stuff in your own house. You Correct. can't do it for your neighbor, but you can do your own stuff in your own house, and then you can have a licensed electrician come in and inspect it if it needs to be reconnected. Okay, so you're partially right. So in, in the province of Ontario, you're perfectly allowed to do your own electrical work, and whether it, it's you know running a new wire for that dishwasher that you just bought, or you decide to change and put in a brand new electrical panel, or build a brand new home. I don't care the size of the work. You are allowed to do your own electrical work as right. long as you obtain an ESA permit through the Electrical Safety Authority. Very, very simple. Having the electrician or an electrical contractor come through and then inspect or check your work, uh, that's the no-no. And it is a bit of a misunderstanding that's been happening quite a bit. I'm not going to take the risk, and any electrical contractor will not take the risk of coming in, checking your work, and then missing something. I just became responsible for the entire job. So should catastrophe hit and your family dies in an electrical fire, I don't need that hanging on my head. Well, it's still legal. I know. I just it, done well, it, so I'll leave it at that. Oh, no, no. Partially legal. If totally you do legal. your own work and you pull out an ESA permit, yes, you're 100% legal. The minute that you said have an electrician come in and check it, that's the part that you've got incorrect. And I welcome you to check with the Electrical Safety Authority. Well, I just did. I just did the exact thing. <laughs> His wife's in the background. Okay. Yeah, you had an electrician. You had an electrician come in and around, uh, in the background in order to check what you did. Yes, I did. That's illegal. Well, I guess there's an awful lot, according to you guys, that are illegal today. Now, well, is it possible that an electrical contractor, if he was a, if he was not on the up and up, might come in and certify sure. what Al's done in sure. his house? I think that's what Al's talking well, about. Al, Al, maybe you know, if you paid a company to come in and do this, uh, then they would have obtained they would have had to obtain the permit. So I'm going to assume that an electrician came in on the side that may have been a buddy, a friend of the family, something that just came in on the side and just checked it for you. But does that make it legal? No. If you would mention that to the electrical safety authority then i assure you that whoever this person is they would be in a little bit of trouble we're speaking with our trusted contributors frank cosolino is a certified electrical contractor and certified electrician sherry Hag is with the ontario college of trades the calls are piling up so we'll take a quick ba- break and get back to your questions for sherry and frank at 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740 You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're taking your calls for our trusted contributors, Frank Cozzolino, certified electrician and electrical contractor, and Sherry Haig with the Ontario College of Trades, 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Frank, can you take up wiring as a hobby so that you can do small jobs, at least for yourself? They can't see me right now, but I'm shaking my head. Big, big, no, it's not a hobby. A little bit of information can be very, very dangerous in the electrical industry. So if you're comfortable and you can do it yourself, please, please, please pull out a permit. It's the law. Up to $50,000 fine for working without permits. 
It's there for a reason. Even the smallest of wiring jobs, like outside lighting, or you want to put some electricity in your shed outside, okay, something well, like that. Good. Very, very good point. If outside lighting, is it going to plug in or are we hardwiring it? So if it's a plug-in unit that you're plugging into an existing receptacle, great. You haven't really done any wiring. But to that shed, you're going to run a new line and it's going to go back to the panel or into a junction box of some kind. And that's when you need a permit. So anytime that you alter any wiring, that's when you need a permit. The easiest way I can explain it, wire comes out of my van, I need a permit. Right. Simple. Okay. Let's see if uh, Alwyn from Toronto has a question about permits. I believe you do. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I have a question. I'm confused with an electrician and an electrical contractor. Okay. I called the ESA, and this I have some wiring going out to a handicapped porch lift. It yes. was done by a licensed electrician, and they told me all he has to do is get a permit for that and put his license number on that. Okay, so basically if the licensed electrician also carries a master's license, then they'll be able to obtain the permit. If they don't have the master's license, then they can't obtain the permit. So you take uh, any company uh, that has their best employees that are electricians but are not electrical contractors, they can do the electrical work as long as they're working under an electrical contractor. Okay. That's the that's the issue. So in your case, if your electrician does not have a master's not- license, you may need to now hire an electrical contractor in order to come in, inspect everything, check okay. that everything's done properly, and they're going to have to obtain the proper permits for you. Okay, uh, now I got it. I need a master's license. Yes, Thank you, you do. And do me a favor. Help me spread the word. So tell all your friends. They need licensed electrical contractors, not electricians. Not electricians, yeah. But the ESA should tell us that. No? They do. It's just we, as homeowners, uh, we don't understand the difference. So that's one of the key things. Whenever I'm asked to this question, I love answering this question because it gives homeowners a little bit more clarity. I just need your help in order to tell everyone else. That's certainly what we learned. That's the big message that's come out of our conversation so far today. Uh, Sherry, let's talk about cost. What What's a reasonable amount? How do we know we're paying the right amount for a job when we're being quoted by contractors? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's probably, once again, more uh, frank, Sherry. But what I can tell you and what we learned from complaints that we get in from people on any trade is if a quote sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, so folks that go on uh, to websites and uh, and gets a stranger to come in, um, that's where the risk comes in. That's why we're saying, you know, there's, there's regulatory bodies out there to protect you. Um, being informed, call friends, get a couple of quotes. And one of the other, I think, things we really want to watch out for is anyone who says they're going to do it for you and wants cash under the table, you're getting into trouble. So uh, be smart about things that affect your, your life and your home and make sure you take the proper uh, processes. But, you know, get, get some quotes and Frank can probably tell you a little more about that because that's what he does. I'd like to add in a little bit also that, you know, we need to be very, very careful. We as homeowners need to control the money. If you have a contract that comes in and they're looking at a job and they're going to say for just to take a number out of the air, $5,000 for a job, but I need 2500 up front. Why? Like ask ourselves why. Don't be afraid to ask the contractor 
the reason why. Why do they need so much money up front? Who are you sending me? Uh, why, you know, why do I need permits? You need to ask and get as much information as you can. Don't feel like you're wasting your time. You're hiring them. You need to interview them. So make sure that you don't be afraid. There's lots of great contractors out there. It's just a matter of interviewing them and investing the time in to make sure that you don't get a bad deal. Sherry, what if you've hired an unlicensed electrician and the worst case scenario is played out? Do you have any recourse? Um, well, we don't have a, a compensation fund, but you do. You can call us, and, and we would really encourage that. Um, if you found out you've hired someone they don't have, they're not qualified, um, we have enforcement officers. We go out, we lay charges. Um, so we, we do take action, and, and probably one of the best tools, other than the, the fines or whatever, is, is really the, the name and shame. that we, we post the names of these mm-hmm. individuals. So you can go on our site and check, because that's where we want to spread the word. Because what we see are, are ba- the bad characters out there, underground economy, who are just preying usually on seniors as well as what we see. So uh, so please do uh, contact us at the college. Um, and also, uh, if there's something that you think was unethical done with someone who is certified, there is a mechanism for that as well. So same thing. We do go in. We have a discipline committee, and we do look at the uh, – our goal is really to promote the professionalism of, of the trade, and it is a profession. And again, online, that's collegeoftrades.ca. Uh, let's talk about, uh, Frank, a common scenario in the city of Toronto where we have a lot of older homes. Um, when my ex-husband and I bought our home in Greektown in 1995, it had been renovated with 200-amp service. So that, that was a great thing. Mm-hmm. But up the street, friends of ours in one of these century homes had the original wiring from the 1920s, mm-hmm. and they had to get that done, right? I mean, you, what's it called, knob and tube? Knob and tube. It's ungrounded conductors. Uh, yes, you're, you're absolutely correct, from the 20s. Um, unfortunately, insurance companies, it's getting... I don't know of any insurance company, so I don't want to say it's it's 100%, but it's very, very high where insurance companies will not insure a home that has knob and tube. So now you're going to have to find an electrical contractor in order to come in and rewire this home. Um, do you hire just any electrical contractor? No. You need an electrical contractor that's rewired homes before. So again, don't be afraid to talk to these contractors and say, hey, When's the last time you've done a rewire and where? Show me what it's all about. I'm about to make your house full of holes in order to get a wire from A to B. May have to take down a ceiling or two, take off baseboards. Like, it's World War III that's gone through your home. That's like right. Like, it's a large job. So you take these contractors that are going to come in and promise you small holes, small holes. Well, hey talk to enough contractors, you're going to hear the truth. And, and they will provide references for you as well. They should so you, be. They should be, they should yes. Be. And just with a minute to go here, how do you know when you buy a home whether it's been wired properly? Say it's been through a recent renovation. How do you know? One quick call to the Electrical Safety Authority. There's a, a, freedom, a freedom information package that they can give to you, um, and they'll be able to tell you what electrical work has been done. Um, Having said that, the next step would be have an electrical contractor come through the home with you before you close on the home, and they can take a quick look and an educated uh, guess on how bad it looks. We can see a lot of key things just from an initial visit. So that would be above and beyond having uh, the home checked by the person who does the the inspection, the full inspection. This would be separate from that. Uh, I suggest always having an electrical contractor come through with a home inspector or... Before or after a okay. home inspector. 
Good Very idea. Important. Thank you for coming in, both of you. I learned a lot today. <laughs> Frank Cavallino, certified electrician and electrical contractor, and Sherry Hegg with the Ontario College of Trades. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.